Everyone knows that there's a special mitzvah to be Marvin Mesimchan Chaydashad, right? As we get closer to Purim, there's definitely some excitement, some elevated Simcha in the air. Perhaps it's the Simcha of Purim. But what is so important about Purim, uh, about Simcha? Simcha is not the mitzvah itself, but it's the way we do a mitzvah, right? So does Hashem really care about the way we do a mitzvah? What we do should be more important than how we do it. However, we see numerous places throughout the Torah where the Torah is more makbed on the way we do the mitzvah than the mitzvah itself for some reason. Like the Pasuk says, right? Terrible things happen to Klai Yisrael because we did not serve Hashem b'simcha. Think about it. We did the same mitzvah, shake the same lulav, eat the same matzah, but we did not do it b'simcha, and therefore we got punished. And the Mishabur says in Hilcha Simcha's Torah something, something amazing, that the Arizal was actually made on himself, that the reason he was able to reach such a high madrego was only because of the Simcha he had when he did a mitzvah. This, this week, uh, this past Shabbos, we read a similar concept by the Chet HaEgel, one of the most famous stories in the Torah. The Pasuk says, Ba'yihi kasher korev alamachne ba'yar es ha'egel, when Moshe Rabbeinu came close to the Machna, he saw the eagle and the dancing. He got angry. And then, Moshe Rabbeinu broke the Luchas. Now let's take a close look at what happened. Klaishrael witnessed the most amazing Nisim from Yitzhak Mitzrayim, Kriyas Yamsuf. They ate the Mun. They were at Harsina. They got the Torah. Things were going amazing. They were in such a great place, right? And Moshe tells them, I'm going up to get the Luchas. I'm going to learn with Hashem. I'll be down in 40 days. He goes up during the day. Klai Yisrael miscalculated. They started counting that as day one. They thought it was the 40th day. They look up. Moshe Rabbeinu is not there. Even the Sutton even tried to play a, a little game with them. He showed them uh, an image that as if Moshe had died, right? So the Yidin didn't know what to do. They were convinced that Moshe is not coming back. So they turned to Aaron. They forced him to create an eagle. They served the eagle. Now just picture the story. Moshe's coming down the mountain, coming from Shemayim with the Luchas. He's expecting to see Bnei Yisrael waiting for him to get the Luchas. excited, but nobody's there. And what does he see instead? He sees Bnei Yisrael serving the Egel Hazav. Imagine his disappointment, his shock. So what does he do? He takes the Luchas and he throws them on the floor. But that's not what the Pasuk says. The Pasuk says that the Rabban Shalev said to Moshe while he was still in Shemayim, Go down because the people that you brought from Yitzrayim did a terrible thing. Moshe Rabbeinu knew about the Ega while he was still in Shemayim. It wasn't a surprise. In fact, Moshe Rabbeinu even asked Rabbi to forgive the Yidin, and the Rabbi agreed. So when Moshe came down, he knew exactly what was going on. He already saw it. He asked for forgiveness and got forgiveness. So what went wrong? Why did Moshe Rabbeinu get so angry and break the Luchas? So the Sephora explains on last week's parasha that the reason was because he saw the simcha they had while dancing with the eagle. It wasn't from the chet ha'egel itself. Rather, it was from the simcha they had during the chet ha'egel. That was most disturbing to Moshe, to see the yidin b'simcha while being oved avaydazara. So we see the same thing here about simcha, that the way we do a mitzvah in chas v'sham and avera is more important than the thing itself, Right? For example, if a king tells a servant, go and chop wood, of course, he's going to go chop wood, right? Otherwise, he's going to get his head chopped off. If a king comes and tells you to do something, obviously, you're going to do it. You have to listen to the king. Do you deserve schar for that? Well, not really. The king told you to do it. You had no choice. You can't 
disobey the king? In what way can I show the king that I really want to do his will, that I'm so grateful to the king for taking care of me, right? Obviously, it's your job, but I want to show the king that I want to listen to him. So how do you do that? If by doing it happily, by doing it besimcha, rahmana delibabai, Hashem wants our heart in it. I want to show the king that it's an honor and a privilege to do what he tells me to do. It's not the act itself that shows my love for the king, but it's the way I do it. That shows the king that I want to do as well. So when we do a mitzvah for the melech, malach, yamlach, makadish baruch of course, we always try to do the mitzvah. And we do what Hashem tells us to do. But when we do a pesimcha and we show the Rebbe Shalom that we're happy to do it, and we do the mitzvah because that's what we want to do, that gives a real nachas ruach to Rebbe Shalom. And the opposite is true as well. And that's why it's so terrible to do an Avera Basimcha. That transforms the Avera into a completely different act. So Simcha has the power to transform an act, either from good or chasashon from bad. This explains what was so terrible about the ego. True, yes, the Yidin, they thought they had to do it, they had no choice. The fact that they did it Basimcha shows that this is really what they wanted to do. It was not against their will. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu got so angry. And that also explains... The entire month of Adar, that we have to be B'Simcha. When we do things B'Simcha, it elevates our actions. We say every day, It's one thing to serve Hashem. It's a whole other level to serve Hashem with Simcha. Thank you again and enjoy the rest of your day.